0: Stacy and Devin the internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast but you won't find any professional advice here that's right we are just here to share our journey so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours uh Devin is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know probably let's be that <laughs> sounds good
1: <laughs> hello i'm gonna start every single episode like that now and everyone will get really that tired excitement? of it yeah hey everybody <laughs> i'm just gonna ring my Whee! bell and yell into the microphone and it's gonna be beautiful and everyone's gonna always yep. wanna well listen to our episodes from now on mm-hmm. yeah. um, <laughs> so first of all uh if you did not listen to weekly buddy time uh episode 145 uh you should go and listen to it now because it's the first part of this two-part episode uh but as a quick recap uh, we are here. Stacy and I are here. Hi, Stacy. Hello. <laughs> with Lisa and James.
2: Hello. Hello.
1: Hello. Uh, and we are talking about AEW wrestling. And on our last episode, we were talking about the, basically our histories with wrestling and why we like wrestling and why we started watching AEW or specifically why we watched the pay-per-view that happened, um at the beginning of the month and we uh then went into why we liked the pay-per-view or how we thought about the pay-per-view but then I didn't say anything so I guess we'll start off
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes Devin please tell us what you thought of the pay-per-view
1: uh I absolutely loved it um I mean, again, I am not, it's it's not hard to impress me, I guess, when it comes to this sort of thing, because I don't have a long history of uh, watching wrestling pay-per-views and whatnot, but out of the ones that I have seen, it was the most compelling. And I have to agree with what was stated before about that match with like the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks being just on the edge of my seat uh, the entire time. And stuff like that amazes me because I think about like how much choreography has to go into things like that. Like, you know, there was so much symmetry with some of the moves that were, I mean, I guess it's the flippy shit, but, you know, like you, (laughs) you would have two people coming in from different ends of the ring and then they would basically do the same move,
0: you know, at the same time um on Yeah, that one in particular because the Young Bucks are brothers in the course of the Lucha it's like they were extra extra coordinated. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so it was just really amazing to watch that. And then of course with all the intensity and, you know, the the bloodletting, <laughs> the mask ripping and Yeah. Um it was very much and it was it's really cool for me whenever i get to the point where i really don't know what's going to happen like Mm -hmm. some matches are are relatively predictable and you're like oh yeah i see where this is going or you know this person had the upper hand early on so they're obviously going to be the ones that get overthrown later um thomas was watching with us which he never watches wrestling with me but he was watching with us on sunday and someone set up i can't remember which match it was someone set up a table and i was like well they're setting up the table that means they're going through it this is
0: what i've learned by watching aew (laughs) yes yes two years that's exactly what happened whoever said same conversation (laughs) happened for me and james
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was like they're going through that table and sure enough it did take a while um yep But much like everything else, whenever there's a match where I'm like, I really have no idea where this is going or who's going to win. It's really cool for me to have like that feeling of absolute, like, expectation, I guess, of um, anticipation. That's the word I'm looking for, where I'm just like, what's going to happen? Oh, my God. So I was very much like that with that match anyway. But yes, the whole thing was really awesome. I wholeheartedly concur with everything that you all said in the last episode. <laughs> good. Good. But I thought it might be cool to actually kind of go through the match uh, card by card and just sort of talk through it. Like, you know, things that we thought okay. about as we were going through it. Sure. Yeah. Sounds good. Um so let's see here. You've you gave me this link and now I've lost it.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I, can, I can I can go through. Yeah, I was gonna say. The first one was the little bit of... I think it was actually the pre-show, but it was uh, right. Best Friends. Yay! <laughs> and it's a, it's a, it was a 10-man tag team match mm-hmm. between Best Friends, Jurassic, Jurassic Express uh, versus Hardy Family Office? Office? Why yes. Office?
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's the what?
1: Hybrid 2. Yeah. Four, like uh, Lisa might be do able to talk remember... more about the Hardy Family Office now.
3: Yes. So do you remember when... um. When Matt was doing his shtick of um, Big Money Matt. Mm,
0: I,
4: no, we didn't I, watch any of that.
3: Yeah,
0: and I have like zero <clears throat> history with the Hardy Brothers in general. Oh.
4: You I'm saw the heart. delete uh, shtick.
0: <laughs> a little, and yeah. You saw
4: his WWE run. Okay. A little bit, yeah. Or his okay. last <clears throat> WWE run. So,
3: yeah. because he's um, getting older and isn't wrestling quite as much. He um he's started being people's manager and so okay. he's like um he's you know he gets part of their money when they win or he gets you know they have contracts okay. with him and yeah. um so he's got this whole group that he's um that's that are contracted to him now and um And this is k story. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So um I think it's private party and Butcher Blade and Bunny, for sure. Yeah, and I, they're uh, part of it too. Yeah, I remember yeah. when
0: Bunny came out. It said she was part of the Hardy family office.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, and he tried to get Hangman Adam Page to join. Um, it's 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 been um, it's been pretty interesting. Um, okay. It's, um, but yeah, that's that's what that is. It's not anything like super crazy. It's just him being like a businessman
0: oh that's what has office right Mm -hmm. yeah yes okay got it
4: that's one thing that we didn't talk about uh but i did want to circle back to on w on uh, aew is that they are more like they keep to kayfabe a little bit more like you know you mentioned uh that a manager would get some of the the wrestlers money Mm -hmm. and just the fact that like they actually, whether they're legit or not, but they, they keep stats on win-loss records and stuff
0: yeah, like that. Yeah, right. I think that is super cool. Yeah.
4: Um, and it's something that, you know, the lazy WWE writers just don't want to work around, but it's, uh, to me, it's tremendously interesting, and I think it's, it sets them apart from other organizations uh, in, a, in a very cool way.
1: Yes. See, that's, that's be, cool, because I just thought that was wrestling. <laughs> <No>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> they There have been other, like, older school promotions that have done stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, you know, ever since the WWE style has taken over, it's uh, who get In their minds, who gives a shit about wins and losses? Uh, right. And you can see that week in and week out.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I remember they made Natalia lose, like, I think... It, I don't know if she was in her hometown, but I know it was her birthday. And they made her lose, because we were watching Total Divas, and... Um, she was just like, yeah, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, but she lost on her birthday. And James is like, yeah, it doesn't matter. And I was like, but her birthday. And they just like, you, you,
4: you specifically, if you're in your hometown, you're probably going to lose. I don't know why they do it, but Because Vince
0: just likes it. to piss people off. Like, his, yeah, he's like, basically. I can piss you off because I own everything.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like a, no, sorry.
0: No, that's okay. Go ahead.
4: I was just gonna say it's like a, a abusive relationship, really.
0: Yes, yeah, exactly. It is.
3: Um, but... I will add that um, Matt Hardy was um, was with his brother, the Hardy Boys, and I love them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they uh, I think Jeff is still at WWE, um, and they weren't they weren't tagging at the end. But like the only other time where I have been watching a pay per view and been like so excited like I jumped up and yelled was when they came back um okay at um WWE and I can't remember how many years ago that was but it was a pay-per-view and I was like oh <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I, I loved them so much um Devin they are a lot like um they were a lot like the Young Bucks are now
1: okay I see yeah yeah
3: very very similar so
1: well, one of the things whenever Matt Hardy joined AEW, I was like, "Who's Matt Hardy anyway?" And then Elle showed me like some type of really long promo that he had done with his brother, um, like out on the the Matt Hardy complex or whatever, and it was like a whole thing. And I was like, "Oh, okay." And so then that kind of set it up for whenever they did the um, the thing with Sammy. It was him and Sammy, right? Where They were out on the compound as well. Are you Mm -hmm. remembering this, Lisa? Mm
3: Mm-hmm. It
1: is. Yeah. Yeah, So Yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. Now I understand what's happening. Because if I hadn't seen that before, (laughs) I'd be like, what kind of weird indie film is this shit?
3: (laughs) It was very different than what they did um, in WWE. So it was like that whole thing was very odd. I saw it too, but not... I wasn't watching, uh, I can't, were they an impact? Then? I think so. Yeah. 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 They were, yeah, they were in a, a, you know, a company I didn't watch, but I did watch all of that separately on like YouTube or something. Right. Right. Um, because it was super interesting. And Matt's always had really like cool ideas and he didn't always get to go through with them, but he's really good at like reinventing himself. Yeah. Um, and if something's not working you just try something new.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. Um, James, to your point of the scorekeeping, I'll be interested to see how that goes long-term, though, because I, wa- I wonder if they'll struggle, like if a few years from now we'll look at everyone's score, and they'll be, except for like maybe a few champions, but in general like everyone will be pretty even, <laughs> as if they'll try to keep it um, pretty close. Because if they put weight on the scores, it's going to really suck if you have a losing
4: so they've already started um, leaning that way a little bit. I've heard I heard the uh, commentators speci- specifically say that this guy's undefeated in his last eight matches or something like mm-hmm. that. So okay. I think that's one way to have a more even overall record, but be on kind of a hot streak. Is okay. you can reference their last X amount of matches.
1: Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I think they did reset them at like at the beginning of the year or something like that. Oh, know. that's if I'm remembering soon. correctly.
0: Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they could do that that's and then cool. have a career score. Yeah. Right. But then have a yearly. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and that makes sense for the season thing. Because when I was lo- trying to look up some of their shows, it was the, um, maybe the Dynamite show, and it says that it's, it actually talks about it in seasons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that would make sense. Yeah. Um, Okay, so then... Oh, wait, we didn't actually... I guess we didn't actually talk about the match. We just talked about... <laughs> people.
3: We didn't even get all the way through the people in the match. It's true. No, like- <laughs> no. It's um, true. Well, I named all the groups,
0: uh, but not all the people. Um, right. And it- I will say, out of all those people, I don't know much about many of them. But I know Devin has talked a lot about uh, Orange Cassidy. Yes! Or maybe, yeah. He's my favorite. <laughs> and he is pretty entertaining i really I, this is my first time really watching him in a match and um i just love like it's so fascinating all the things that he can do with his hands in his pocket i you know, know. <laughs> <It's> amazing <laughs> and i love the little half-hearted thumbs up it's yes so yes yeah. so he he won me over in this excellent
1: yeah he definitely i just love how completely like no fucks he has at any given time and yet how much of a badass he is with no like you know it's like that's how that's what i aspire to be i aspire to give no fucks but still be a badass that's yes yes yes, exactly (laughs) um but the best friend so wheeler yuda is not usually part of the best friends um trent who is the other best friend of the best friends uh i guess is injured right now he's having yeah. like a spinal in some type of yikes, surgery he's having, like a
3: spinal fusion like it's yeah crazy
1: yeah so usually like the whole thing is that chuck and trent are best friends and they're always hugging on each other and orange cassie's there in between and it just like makes me really happy because you know me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. i like apparently trent's name on the roster has a question mark yes it. mm-hmm. tr- and whenever they announce them it's like
3: trent <laughs> Why? that's funny <laughs> it was just the, I think it was I think it was his um, his thing before even AEW I don't remember yeah why but it was just really funny
1: <laughs> so I really like them a lot and I also really love Jurassic Express which was the other um, faction mm-hmm. in in this tag team match so that was Jungle Boy and Luch- Luchasaurus um and what song uh,
0: does they use say what
1: do you know do you know what song they use uh it's the song that was on the listerine commercial <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh okay <laughs> <In> the <90s. laughs> um we were trying to figure it out but we couldn't figure it out and unfortunately that doesn't help <laughs> <laughs> let's see here i'm gonna
1: look this up so i can send it to you uh, and put it in the show notes okay but okay. there yeah it's like a, a bottle of listerine is going through the jungle on a vine nobody remembers this okay it's fine no
0: (laughs) i can't get past jungle boy's big head or whatever i don't know like i mean i know he's like luke luke perry's son and you can tell but it's just like his head does not fit his body and i just can't get past it
1: (laughs) oh he's so so adorable
0: yeah yeah but i did like the thing they were doing where he would get up on luchasaurus's um shoulders and they would do mm-hmm. like chick ba- basically play chicken like that was that was yes mm-hmm.
1: yeah i like that too um i'm
3: it trying to think tarzan boy but i don't i know yeah. the song and i don't recall huh. yeah because i mean, thought it I sounded familiar when, it, when they yeah, played it it was an yeah. 80s song
0: okay yeah i'll send it there anyway um so Anything else about that match? I don't think so.
4: I think this is this is the uh, low point, and it, you know, it's a it was the pre-show match, but for me, it was a low point. Like, so this this is kind of what I mean by when I say I don't really like flippy. <laughs> um, you can kind of tell that they're they're doing a rehearsed one and two and one and you know, like I'm I'm moving here and I'm doing this. Right. The, this this type of wrestling is not my I see. Bag. I see. Yeah.
1: So, you this was not your thing. I I was very excited cuz like all my favorite people were working together to, you know, be awesome. Um Yeah.
4: I think Orange Cassidy is funny and I love his gimmick. Uh-huh. Um uh but I would never say that he's he would never be like my favorite okay. wrestler. But I do think he's entertaining.
1: We can agree to disagree. It's fine. You can be wrong. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: fine. I also, when I saw those people in that pre-show match, I was like, dang, if these are the people in the pre-show, pre-show match, who's in the actual pay-per-view? I know. And I almost wonder, with them hiring all these really big-name people, like they brought on, you know, uh, Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, uh, it's like, are they going to have too many top-level people that they're not going to be able to fit them all in? Like, how's that going to work?
1: Well, I mean, they have two shows now. So they have Dynamite and Rampage. Um, yeah. and so I have and they- that same worry. Yeah, and they yeah. also have um what do you call it? the uh the the one that's on YouTube, the Dark, dark. After Dark or mm-hmm. Yeah, Dark. Dark um so that's also And I an, think
3: they have an After Dark too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, I mean, you know, but as far as like, yeah, I don't know what will end up happening. I'm guessing they're probably I mean, Cody has a baby. John Moxley has a baby. Um mm-hmm. the uh Chris Jericho is is really getting too old for this, which we can get into in a minute. Um, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of people that I feel could probably like step aside for a while and let other people shine. You know, but yeah, and
0: that's
4: actually yeah,
0: and, I, 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 Go
4: ahead. Uh, we're probably going the same place. I think oh. that's one thing that wrestling definitely could use is kind of a season system right. where mm-hmm. people kind of, you know, fade into the background for a little while and then come back out. This whole you-must-be-on-every-show thing is not sustainable. Right. Nope. Um, so if if they're building a roster that they can kind of slot in and out based off of storylines, that's perfect.
3: Right. Yeah. And it gives also, the people, like, time to heal, you know? Yeah. from right. Whatever small or large injury, like, they don't have to worry about, like, if they want to go, you know take some time off it doesn't seem like it's gonna you know be a big deal
0: yeah and it kind of feels like they've hired in all these big name people as a mentorship and so yeah all these mentorships set up so that people like sting or jericho or really honestly cm punk um some of them in like a little bit can kind of phase back out and their proteges will step up right
1: well i do definitely feel like there's a lot of mentorship happening like um even christian cage is like mentoring jungle boy now um and so there's like you know you, you see a lot of those relationships build um between like older more experienced wrestlers and these little little new new kids you know Yes, um, yeah. because the new kids are really good, but they obviously need, you know, a little bit of direction, a little bit of mentorship and, and development. And it's cool that this, the way that this works is, is in such a way that that can happen. And like, I yeah. really feel, and Lisa, you might be able to talk more to, about this. Like there was a whole story between MJF and Jericho, which I know we haven't gotten to that to that one yet um <laughs> but like there was a way in which it was almost like jericho was mentoring mjf and it makes me wonder if that's part of the reason it why like that is created the way that it is what is to make mjf look really good for mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so yeah
3: i think, I think
1: one
4: of the main I... traditions in wrestling is that the older guys it's it, it's just called going out on your back um mm-hmm. The thing that you do before you retire is you put over a a new, a younger guy. Right. It's just, you know, one of the, the traditions in wrestling. Gotcha. Yeah.
3: And I think that this, I think it's very much like, because in the, in the, in the, in the real back, like in the real backstage, they have a lot of former wrestlers being, um, managers of matches I don't mean like um I don't mean like Matt Hardy is a manager Um, yeah (laughs) but right they they coordinate how the match is going to go and like what you know if there are big things that they want to do what that is and what that looks like and what they want to say in the match right so there's a ton of people back there and I think that it's going to be very easy for people like Matt Hardy and um and Sting and stuff to just sort of you know, go into the backstage. Right. If that's what they want to do, they, you know.
1: Yeah. They cannot
3: yeah. be wrestling. Because the scariest thing I've seen in such a long time is when Matt Hardy fell off, yes. the, off oh my the ladder God. at the one. And he, I, I mean, he was, that was so scary.
1: Yeah. Because um, it was like, he fell right on concrete from
3: like, what was yes. it, 16 feet? I mean, it was like ridiculously mm-hmm. high up. Yeah, he missed, um, like he missed the um, table, and his head just hit concrete, and he Ooh. couldn't stand up, and he wasn't making any sense, and like they kept going on with the match, and everybody's going, "Is this real? What is happening?" But yeah, you could tell he was completely like not there, right? Um, and so that was really really scary, and I think after that he pulled back a little bit, um, and I think they all are slowly like pulling back, but. You know they're getting eyes on this product, and I think that that is great because there's so many people that that I found that I love that I would have never found had I just been watching right. WWE. Yeah,
1: I never would have known about Jungle Boy or Marco Stone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the second match was Miro and Eddie Kingston, um, and. I mean, that was that was good. That was also a really good match, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody has any, has any better opinions mm-hmm. than me on that one. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I actually really... I think Miro is a really good wrestler. And I think that... So my favorite kind of wrestling is more a little... The bigger guys, but a faster pace. And I think Miro really d- handles that well. Yeah. And so... Um, I, although I'm not, I, I'm not, you know, this match wasn't anything like crazy or anything like that. I just really enjoy watching them, her, him wrestle in particular. And I really liked his, he had a Rusev, um, his name was Rusev in WWE. And he had this whole thing where he was like, he had this handler named Lana, and she would tell him, Rusev, crush. And he would only listen to her commands. Oh. And um, he wouldn't let go until she said so. And I loved it. But, um, like I think he didn't. He just kept that shtick, and he didn't never reinvented himself. So, um, but now, and he's not like super different now, right? But um, well, now he's just still. listening to his God. <laughs> yeah. Oh right, yes, exactly. So she's so Lana's not there. So he's just listening to his God. But
3: I just really I appreciate his style of wrestling. I right. guess, is what I want to say. Yeah, I, that's it, all. It, he's hinted. another one that like was really unhappy, and you could tell yeah. that he was really unhappy. Mm-hmm if he was even on screen um and so it makes me really happy that he that he came um the lead up to him um was really exciting and i wasn't sure who it was going to be um Mm -hmm. this is very exciting when he showed up
0: yeah cool
4: i really like this match this was this was one of my favorite ones okay um uh i love the whole story of Miro kind of having a uh, Achilles heel on, you know, with it being his neck. Yeah. (laughs) And Eddie Kingston has a lot of, like, neck-based offense. Uh, Love that. Fantastic. Um, We only saw... So we only subscribed to TV to watch um, their weekly show a couple of weeks ago. So we've we've got two weeks' worth of, you know, storyline behind it. Right, right. But from what I can tell, Eddie seems to be great on the mic. Yes. Um, redeem D's nuts being on a on a T-shirt is hilarious. <laughs> yes.
1: ah, that um, was so great.
4: Oh, I love that so the, much. The whole match was, I think, was just it was very good. I love the story that they told, the physicality, the you know the um, basically the in reaction was was great on this one for me. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, Eddie Kingston, I know mostly by. Um, his interaction with John Moxley, which goes into the next one, um, because they were whenever I guess it was Eddie who was brought into AEW to be like John Moxley's um, like challenger, right, Lisa? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Um, and so I guess they knew they fought or were friends or whatever from their previous life in independent wrestling, um, and then came, you know, John came here, won the championship for a bit. And then Eddie was like, I'm going to take this from you. And it was like their ongoing fight, like their mic battles were just oh awesome. It was like watching, yeah. uh, I don't know, Eight Mile or something. <laughs> watching people well, like think, just throw down the mic at each other. It was
3: great. I think a lot of like what makes a really good story is that there's a little bit of truth to everything. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. Eddie's thing with John Moxley was that he went, to wwe and sold out and you know ah. left him behind like if they were gonna go they were gonna go together and then he didn't take him and so oh um then when story. he got here to AEW, eddie was like yeah i made it too now what and so <laughs> it was like this whole thing and like do i think that they were genuinely upset no it's kayfabe but that really happened like they wrestled before he went to wwe and so it was you know they've known each other forever and they are both very very good on the mic
1: yes
0: yes oh Um, i hate we missed that (laughs) yeah me too had to
3: go back we'll have to to
4: do another uh retrospective and and yeah kind of learn what we missed over these last couple years there we
1: go there we go um yeah and i really liked so the next uh one on the card was john moxley uh in Shut to, I'm not going to say his name correctly and I'm going to feel so terrible
4: there
1: we go yes just what you said um, <laughs> that was I thought a really good match I was very impressed by that um, just because I really enjoy watching John Moxley wrestle he is not a flippy boy but he is I feel and <laughs> Stacey you can talk to that because he's, he's very aggressive and like I'm just going to beat the fucking hell out of you um yeah but you know and i i don't know i like his approach when it comes to that um and i don't know i just thought that this ended up being really good and i john this john has a way of being completely irreverent except where it really matters um and it's always kind of cool to see that too like when he's You know, being like, I'm just gonna kick everybody's ass and blah 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 suck my balls or whatever and then he's like But I'm gonna bow to you after I fucking wreck you because Yeah. Like that's the right thing to do, you know.
0: Yeah, I think I got the feeling that this match in particular was more of a honor type. Like, it was an right. honor for him to to be able to fight Kojima. Yes. Um, because Kojima is an older wrestler. And um, I felt like that this, even though he was talking trash, I feel like really it was, he was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm getting to wrestle this guy. Yes. Um, But the funny thing is, <laughs> we were watching this match and I was like, I, t- I looked at James and I was like, I bet John Moxley is a really good cuddler because, <laughs> because, which I think is hilarious because he's trying to be this like hard, cool, uh, hardcore bad boy and he's all rough and tumble and he's like, I'm going to oh, bash yes. your head in. But the the truth is I used to listen, and I don't even remember what it's called now, but I used to listen to Renee Young, his wife. She has a podcast. Right. And I used to listen to that and I've read just some different things and it's, he's actually a really nice guy. And then I know that he and Renee's really nice and I know that they just had a kid. And so I just, and Renee's so tiny and I just imagine like them like all cuddled together and he's just like, now that he's kind of, he's thick, Right, right. <laughs> um, now that he got thick, um, I just imagine that he's like this big old teddy bear and he's just like a really good snuggler. And I'm like, that's not the image that he's going for, but that's the only thing I can see when I see him. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. So I thought that was pretty funny. But yeah, I'm a John Moxley fan. I thought the, and I know I keep wrestling things from WWE or referencing things from WWE, but that's, that's just okay. What I know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I loved The Shield when they had oh my gosh, the three same. of them. Yeah, and I just thought it was amazing, and so I noticed that he still comes in from the side and doesn't come in the main entrance, and that was a S.H.I.E.L.D. thing. Oh, um, okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, because they were quote-unquote security, and so they would come in from the sides um, for, you know, security reasons or whatever. Gotcha. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it kind of just brought back that whole thing, and I was just like, man, it was it was good to see him wrestle again. That's Dean. Yeah, I had no
1: idea that that was... Uh that that was where he came from, but that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome.
4: Um, I got no qualms with this one. Uh, I liked it. Um, I didn't have any story uh, attachments to either one of them, so I wasn't like super invested in it, but the uh, I liked the match itself. Yep. Um, yeah. Excellent. Thumbs up.
1: <laughs> Thumbs up. Uh, and then after that, we go into Dr. Britt Baker DMD um, and Chris Statlander, who uh, I know I know Lisa has feelings about.
3: <laughs> yes, I love her so much. I do, I do too. And she's and she's just recently come back from um, I think a knee injury she had. She was wearing a knee brace, yeah. Yeah she she just came back um, a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago time is really hard right now no that's absolutely <laughs> yes. <hard> true <to> <laughs> but she, yes. she's just recently come back from an injury and and um and I love it she's so good yes yeah she
0: seems pretty good and um Devin and I were just talking last week and this was just kind of off air and I, you know we were talking leading up to this and we were just kind of uh discussing it and I was kind of like yeah I've been kind of disappointed so far with the women's division I haven't seen a whole lot going on and blah blah blah, blah. but I think this totally redeemed it so one Devin kind of told me a couple of the key players in the women's division um and Britt Baker being one of them and so I looked up the Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa match that happened oh, yes so, yeah um and that was really good yes um and then, obviously, there was the 21-woman um, Casino Battle Royale, which got get, got me exposed to a whole bunch of women yes. uh, in the Just looking... Go ahead. Oh. oh, no, Just I was just going to say, just after getting exposed to a couple more, I was like, okay, okay, yes, I am hopeful for a lot of these ladies, to watch these ladies wrestle. Um, but the funny thing is, I hate... The bunny, but I think <laughs> I hate her because she's doing a good job, which is what pisses me off right. about good heels is that it's like when they're good you hate them, but they're like so good, but you hate them. Right. Uh, I, I right. have similar okay, feelings sorry. about
1: MJF. So yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yes. Yes, we'll, we'll James. Get there. Yes, yeah. <laughs> James James has a whole thing about that. Okay, okay
3: um, Yeah. but yeah, Chris Statlander is like top three, um, the other two being Hikaru Shida and um, Thunderosa for me. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like, they're all really good. They, you know, and nothing against Britt Baker. I like her. She is so good on the mic and she's so mm-hmm. good at making you, like, really kind of dislike her. Right. <laughs> um, but I just like uh, her gimmick. Yes. Oh, for
0: sure. But it's also, yes. but she also really is a dentist for real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yes, yes, but I like that she does. I don't. I don't know what the move is called, but she sticks her hand yes. in her, your mouth, oh, which is yeah. really just the mand- What Was it mandible claw from yeah? Uh, yeah when, Foley.
4: When Foley did it, it was the mandible claw.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what hers is called, but I like that she's incorporated that since she's a dentist, and it makes right? sense
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah.
4: I was really. Um, I'm probably just going to echo what Stacy said, but I was really impressed with this one because, on the weeks leading up to. Um, all out. We had seen just a few women's matches, um, and they were all like the bunny and yeah. Uh, what's her name? Rebel. Yeah. And man, oh man, it was rough watching <laughs> yeah. those. Yeah. Um, I can't.
0: I can't look at Rebel's style. I just can't. Okay. It just, lady, you need a redo. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> is it Rebel uh, so, or is it um Red Velvet?
4: It's Rebel, not Reba. Whatever the no, hell that is. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, Rebel is the one that looks like she's from the 80s, so she has her hair, like, teased oh, and yeah, yeah. put up, and then she has, like, a I'm full I'm pretty sure body she has suit. a
4: crushed velvet singlet.
3: Yes. <laughs> yes. She's the one who's always with Brit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
4: she's yeah. just not, uh, she's not ready. Maybe she's new. No. I don't know. I don't know anything about her. Um, she just
0: needs to change her style, her image. I just don't, I'm not, I'm not going for her shtick. <laughs> Yeah. It's not
4: working for uh, But me. we had seen, those are the only really two women that we had seen on the last couple episodes leading up. And yeah. we were thinking, oh man, they need to really go get some, um, mm, some talent, some talent. <laughs> but watching this one, uh, okay. I understand now. Yeah. Uh, Britt Baker and Chris Dattlander are fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Th- that was a, that was a great match. Yeah, I love that the um, the modified mandible claw, whatever Britt Baker's hold lock is called. Jaw. She also does like lock a lockjaw. Um, lockjaw, I think. A Lockjaw. Yeah, mm-hmm. she also does a, a, a basically a legit submission move, and then does the the fingers in the mouth thing. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's just great. Um, works with her gimmick. It's a you know a, a good looking move. Yeah. Um, loved it
1: yeah she's very I'm very impressed by her and Elle actually did an interview with her which I'll try to find and put in show notes Um, and it was just kind of cool to kind of get her perspective of you know being a women wrestler and you know kind of working through all of the things that you have to do when you're doing that and um, it just kind of gave me an interesting perspective on that and the way that it works but um, I am yeah uh, we yeah (laughs) I really like this one, but Chris Statlander is definitely um, my fave out of those. Mm-hmm. So, and then we already talked about, I think, the tag team match. I didn't know if there's anything else anyone else wanted to say about that. I did want to say that whenever, um, uh, Penta El Zero medio went out after the match and like hugged his kids. Oh, like no. it, oh my was, gosh. it was it was yeah. it made me cry and it was so touching, but also I was like, Oh my god, you're getting blood all over your children. You're yeah. <laughs> gonna
0: be traumatized yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But oh, uh, you just reminded me they had that really cool intro with like the rapper oh. and yes. like the, the, the live band and I think that that was Little did we know, but that was foreshadowing of their victory because their yeah. intro was so much cooler than the Young Bucks. But yeah. right. that got me hyped for the match right there. And then they went into the match, which then it was actually good. And then, um yeah, when they went, you could tell it was a big deal. Like, yes, I'm guessing they had been fighting it for a long time. And that, they have been, that was kind of like, yeah, when. Um, brian danielson finally won the championship belt in WWE. like it was a truly emotional moment right and that's, i felt the same coming from them is yes that it was a huge deal something yeah and I, I loved it yeah and- um
4: just wanted to before we get off the entrance there the entrance was amazing the background dancers could have done without those guys they looked like they <laughs> did not give a shit about being there they were like ha- they were halfway doing the little weird
0: hand, hand thing? dance thing yeah the rappers were
4: great the dancers i don't know about those guys
0: it's like they would probably practice it like 500 times and they were just over it <laughs> yeah.
4: either that or they had never practiced it before in their life they, even, rather...
1: they just well, went doing, out and yeah. just yeah. grabbed a whole bunch of people and said hey you want to be a, yeah. you want to be an
3: AEW tonight <laughs> <laughs> more likely put this hoodie if that's on that's the case good job good job guys. yeah yeah. Good job. yeah I um I loved that match. I love that the young bucks have made me love them and hate them several different times over the last few years mm-hmm. <laughs> and like their outfits um right now are I mean, they make me angry. Right! <laughs>
0: Their I told James, I told James, <laughs> I, told James so, I said, I wish that I was famous enough so that I could wear clothes like that and get away with it. <laughs> <So>. Yeah.
4: <laughs> if you want to be a heel at work, just yes. come yes. and dress like yeah.
2: that. Yeah. Like go. Go. And,
3: you know, I, 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 I did not, I knew who they were before AEW. I didn't know a ton about them and I hadn't seen but maybe like one or two matches before um, really i mean they're amazing obviously but like liking them and not liking they are really good at at being whatever they're being. They yeah. want to be faces, they are great at it. <laughs> they want to be heels. Oh, they got you. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I was never really a big fan of them. I don't know why. I mean they're very they're obviously very good at what they do, but I I I don't know. So when they when they made the heel turn, I was like, I, "Yeah, I can get behind y'all's heels." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but awesome. And then we had the uh, all of the women in the world in the twenty one yes. <laughs> women kissing no battle royale, um, which I thought was really good. And mm-hmm. then, of course, I have never so my first time ever seeing ruby soho now as she is known was in this match i had i didn't know anything about her i didn't know yeah, her either. her past i didn't know anything about whatever but i was immediately like i love this person and she is now my new
0: favorite <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's all i gotta say about that
0: <laughs> I, well i was the, yeah i didn't know anything about her which obviously that she had a big following but i didn't right. james said we saw her in nxt i guess but i didn't remember her um,
4: WWE too.
0: Oh, WWE. Okay, um, but uh, yeah, I I actually didn't care. I mean, I liked the match because I again I got to see a whole bunch of the women's roster right. and kind of get a feel for them or whatever. But it kind of makes me mad when they just suddenly bring in someone and then they just win, um, especially when they enter last and then they're like, "Oh, I'm the freshest," and I'm, right. a, I'm a, <laughs> this is my yeah, first time here. Yeah, that's a
4: bad guy thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It normally but, uh, is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like I'm the freshest and I'm n- the new kid, and oh look, I just won. And it's like seriously, seriously. <laughs> so I guess um, not that I disliked this match, but this was kind of one where I was like, ah, uh. <laughs> yeah,
3: oh, that's fair. I I loved all of the people that were in it, just because you don't see them week to week sometimes. And right. There's so many yeah. that are genuinely good, and some of them I'm not even that familiar with. Um, I don't know I don't I'm not super familiar with Kira Hogan. I'm not super familiar with Kylan King, um or Jamie Hader. Mm-hmm. But um mm-hmm. but it was you know, it was a really good match. I think starting like in groups was a little um confusing. Yeah. Just because like I, think I like it better. Their whole
4: format is um confusing.
3: Yeah. yeah, I, I agree. I like it better when it's like one every so often, so that mm-hmm. you can focus on that person coming in, and then things are still happening in the ring. Um, I was a very, very sad at how early Hikaru Shida went out because she is amazing, and yeah, I was super bummed about that. But I do like Ruby Soho. I liked her in WWE, and I, I, so I was very excited she came. I was very shocked that they let her win.
1: Yeah, me too. I thought that was weird too. Because they usually Mm -hmm. don't. When they introduce people, they usually don't. Um, So that was kind of a, it was bizarre that they did that. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) I almost think because there were so many other like new people showing up that people wouldn't have noticed her as much if she hadn't won that.
1: That's true. Mm, that's a good mm, point. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's I think cool. she would have gotten buried in the in. Yeah. She would have gotten buried by all of the other like new people showing up. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense.
4: Also, they've already done the the um, feud with Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, right?
3: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. And then um, the other person's name, who had already won the title, Hikaru
3: Shida or Nyla
4: uh, Maybe. Uh, nyla rose nyla Rose, um, yeah you know she was in there at the end too but uh, she had already had a title run so, right um you know maybe this was just kind of a new blood uh bringing in a new person
3: right right yeah and it's not like she won over all of them like they got eliminated yeah. here and there by other people so it felt a little less like hey don't you love her <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah right. there she is yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently she only eliminated one person. I was looking on the sheet, and uh, the person that eliminated the most was Nyla Rose. She eliminated five people. That uh, sounds yeah, right. She came
4: in a cleaned house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: The next was Jade Cargill with three. Um, okay.
4: Jade Cargill, to me, looks like a star. Mm-hmm. She is, I don't know if she's new or whatever, but um, she just has like a presence about her that was just immediately striking. Um, yeah, she's obviously like, like, like a bodybuilder
0: or something because yeah. she is she is also, muscular. There was someone yeah. in there
4: named Big swole, Yes. at the same time as Jade Cargill who was like twice her size. Can you call <laughs> someone Big Swall? <Swole?
3: laughs> if she's a lot smaller than another person in there. <laughs> that is That's really funny. I didn't even think about that. She's a littlest
1: <laughs> she's a littleless swole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little little swole. Yeah, a yeah. little, little
4: swole. swole. She little swole. She little swole. Jade Cargill should be bigger swole. <laughs> <laughs> or the biggest swole
3: The biggest swole. <laughs> She's actually married to Cedric Alexander. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um Big swole not
4: Oh, oh gotcha. okay. Yeah, yeah,
3: I don't I don't I don't think Jade Cargill is married. But yeah, Big swole was married to uh, Cedric Alexander, which uh, he's sorry, Devin he's in WWE. Uh he was in the they had a It wasn't called lightweight division, but what was it called?
4: 205 Live.
3: Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. It was the um it was people who were like 205 and under. Otherwise. Oh, and I see. So, yeah. They had um he was on that. He was he's really good at wrestling too. So, mm-hmm. gotcha. it's, um I always think it's entertaining how many people are like across the across yeah. the aisle, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yes. Across the blood feud, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Um, before we get off this one, I also wanted to say Riho. Uh, yes. She might have gone out at a weird time, but I liked her whole gimmick. Yes. She she just looks so, like, uh, I don't know, nice and happy.
1: I love her. And yeah. Then, uh,
4: the one girl that was from Chicago uh, got a, a big reaction. Maybe that's just because it was a Chicago crowd. But, um, you know, she seemed seemed like, uh, I can't remember her name, but she seemed like maybe somebody, someone to watch as well i can't remember who that is that was
0: yeah do you remember what she was wearing or anything
4: i can't remember her name she looked um very young uh shoot i should have researched i'm sorry that's
3: okay no that's okay fine yep cool
1: well the next one of course was supposed to be (laughs) when jericho retired but um that ended up not being the case so jericho against mjf um yeah (laughs) talk (laughs)
0: I'm going two firsts. I want two firsts this time. So this was my favorite match of the night. Okay. Because I was literally on the edge of my seat because I love Chris Jericho. He is... I don't, I don't really know because I just haven't thought about it. I don't know if he's my favorite or not, but he is definitely one of my favorites. Okay. And he is my favorite on the mic, for sure. Yeah, he's um, good on the mic. And so, yeah, I just absolutely love him. And I love all his stupid gimmicks. Like, he used to have this jacket that was like a light bright. And, <laughs> and there was this whole thing about how he was... Um, it would, like, wouldn't would work half the time. And so like every time he came out, he would always be like, please work, <laughs> you know, and, um, <laughs> but I don't know much about the MJF. We saw a couple promos, mm-hmm. um, seemed cool. It definitely, that's kind of what gave me the idea of the mentorship. Cause I do feel like I'm getting a Chris Jericho feel off of MJF. Right. Um, as far as style goes. Um, but yeah, I was on the edge of my seat and like literally at the end when MJF has him been the submission move, I was like, don't you dare, Chris Jericho. Don't you dare give up your whole career just for some stupid submission move. You better pass out if you're gonna get out of this. You know, and I was like, oh, I was so he was in it. was literally
4: saying this at the TV. Not yes. internally, no. it was at the TV. Yes, uh,
0: but <laughs> Super funny. let me tell you my background and the reason why I am scarred for life. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> I told you that I didn't really watch wrestling until, um, you know, five to 13 years ago when James like filled me in on everything. (laughs) And one of the things that he told me and really sold me on was that the undertaker had this unbelievable winning streak and that it was just like this unheard of thing. And it was amazing and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And the undertaker only at this point, the undertaker only wrestles once per year at WrestleMania, but he always wins, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, cool. All right, let's watch it. And this was my first WrestleMania. We go through this whole thing, this whole match, and I think at the time um, he was twenty-one and zero, um, or and and then he loses, and I was like, "Oh no!" What? <laughs> yes, I was like, this whole like legendary wrestler, and also I think he actually got a concussion in that one early on, and so the mm-hmm. match ended up being really slow because yeah, was he was good. trying. Yeah, it was not a good match, and he loses, and I was just like, "What?" This legendary man who is supposed to be, like, the best wrestler ever, and he just lost. I was like, this is this is really disappointing. And, um, and so that's why I'm scarred. So I just okay. knew. I was okay. like, I am invested. I love Chris Jericho, and he's going to come in, and he's going to lose, and I'm just going to cry myself to sleep. <laughs> um, and so I had just set myself up for that. But luckily... He did not. He Yay! won, and I am just so happy. So happy. Um, so anyway, so that that's why I wanted to go first because it was very emotional for me.
1: Okay, <laughs> no, that's good. That's good.
4: Um, How do you
3: follow that? Yeah,
1: um. yeah. <laughs> I know,
0: sorry, sorry.
3: MJF uh, is is another one that's great on the mic, and he is really, really good at. Like getting you to hate him. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So
4: I think uh, I think MJF may be my boy. Okay. Uh, okay. After seeing one match, a couple of promos, and just the fact that he comes out to Chris Jericho's countdown and Jericho's yeah. last match on his entrance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fucking chef's kiss. Amazing. <laughs> I'm. I, I think I'm an MJF fan at this oh point.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what uh, James he you he said he loves a smart heel. So a right. heel that's, you know, obviously just bad. A, but. Just just
4: a, a little shithead that uh will cheat to win. Yep. Rick Flair was my was my guy in the 80s and 90s, so uh, I'm I'm a I i guess I just like bad bad guy wrestlers, but <laughs> uh, I think MJF may be the continuation of of that style of of bad guy.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, he so mjf started off i mean obviously as a heel but then he did a face turn or so you thought um cody got hit over the head with a chair in a um in a way that i don't think was necessarily supposed to happen like he got really hurt oh (laughs) Oh, no and um so mjf like rushed to help him in the moment because i think he's probably probably in real life honestly friends with cody um but then had to kind of cover that up i mean this is just me and lisa you can hop in this is like my interpretation from the outside but so he was like oh no cody's my best friend and i'm gonna help him you know whatever and then like at a moment where cody was like in a dire moment of uh needing him to be there for him he like basically turned on him And uh, like, did a total, total, total heel turn. Like, I was just pretending the whole time. And oh god, (laughs) it was like
3: (laughs) it was really good. Like, you never, you never, he was never supposed to be like adorable and you loved him, but he was, um, he was Cody's like friend. Right. So I think, I think what happened is that he threw in the towel. Like, yes, that's what it was. Yeah, and so Cody, Cody picked him to be his like second, and so if the match got too crazy, they were supposed to throw in the towel. Literally, I mm-hmm. and um, and he threw in the towel at a completely like not, you know. Yeah. yeah. And like, and he was like, I'm really sorry. Like, the next time that you see them, he's like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, and then like said something like that I didn't do something horrible to you before. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh. It was amazing. Yeah. And so, um, he's, he's really good. And he and Jericho together are hilarious.
1: Yes. So I just put in the, uh, and I'll have this in show notes too. One of my favorite, um, AEW Dynamite Moments was the musical episode that yes. Chris Jericho
3: and MJF did. Like singing and dancing. Yes. It, it was spectacular.
4: I can't wait to see it. Wow. Yeah, yeah,
3: I'm excited. Because basically MJF was
1: trying to join Chris Jericho's The Inner Circle um, and then, of course, eventually joins and then, of course, betrays him because that's how, what MJF does. But it was just... That whole sequence when he was like trying to woo Chris
3: Jericho through
1: song and dance was just the best thing ever. It it (laughs) was
3: definitely, yeah. It was, you've got to look it up. All right. So you're an
1: MJF fan. Okay. James.
4: <laughs> I'm still, I'm still uh first impression, you know, still yeah. figuring things out. But yeah, that's um, fair.
1: That's fair. And I love
4: Chris Jericho too. I don't want to, I don't want to put any, um you know, I, I have the same feelings about Jericho that I do that Stacy does. Right. Uh, I've seen him. He started. He actually started in Smoky Mountain Wrestling that I mentioned. Oh, uh, it's last week's show mm-hmm. now. Okay, yes. well, I didn't, well, he didn't know start that. there, but yeah, he was, he was there. Yeah. Um And I was a fan of him then, Uh so I basically followed his career from there to WCW. WWE and then now, so right. You're the original
0: big... Chris Jericho fan. Yeah,
4: <laughs> I'm not Canadian, so probably
0: not. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs>
4: but well. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big Chris Jericho fan, um, but I do like MGF so far.
1: Well, I was convinced he was gonna lose. Like, I was convinced that Me this too. was the yeah. end. Yeah, and so yeah. I actually got. Well, I had a bottle of champagne left over. Uh, from where I was supposed to have mimosas and, you know, just brought the champagne back. So I was like, oh, well, we'll have a bit of the bubbly because that was like Chris <laughs> Jericho's thing for a while. And so um, we'll have this whenever they do this fight. And so I'm convinced that that's probably why he won was because I opened <laughs> champagne <laughs> drank it was. He
4: did... He did too good of a job convincing everybody that he was going to lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because James pointed out like the night before when he was doing a promo, it looked like he was about to
3: cry. Yeah. Yeah.
4: He broke yeah. up a bit. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure.
3: So we thought for sure. Yep. Yeah. So. I mean, honestly, I, you know, and he's, he is getting to the point where like he doesn't wrestle a lot anymore. And so I thought, well, this is just a great, you know, transition mm-hmm. to yeah. yeah retire. And then. It's <laughs> like, just oh. kidding.
4: Gotcha. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs>
4: I didn't care so much for the foot on the rope swerve. Um, I think they could have done that uh, a yeah. little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was some some WWE level sh- sh- stuff. But uh, <laughs> other than that, everything else was great. Oh, I, we haven't even really talked over the match. I love the storytelling in this match. The injury to MJF's back... Mm-hmm. foreshadowing um you know uh the walls of jericho targeting the back great wrestling storytelling that is uh i don't think i mentioned this but i agree with stacy this was my favorite match specifically for that kind of like physical storytelling
1: yeah they also did a lot with um chris jericho's arm i think which was yes um yes. that was that was a throwback to an earlier uh match where they like Shit, what did they do, Lisa? They did something really they terrible threw him to Azar.
3: That's right. That's right. And it, and it, uh, I think he said it broke it. I think Kayfabe broke it. Right. So, yeah. So it was, uh,
4: that's the kind of stuff that I love in wrestling It's when they do long and short term storytelling that really kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, in the world of wrestling. Um, love that stuff. Right. Mm mm-hmm.
1: And so then we have CM Punk and Darby Allen.
3: <laughs> I I really liked that match. I obviously knew who CM Punk was and had mm-hmm. um, had seen matches of his, but I was not watching when he was, um, you know, had the WWE belt or was like right. super famous from that. I I just you know it wasn't a time when I was watching so. Um, but, you know, he's always been like really, really good at mic work and, you know, doing a promo and being able to get people, I don't want to say like being able to get people on his side, but like coming at it from a point of view where you're like, yeah, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I really, um, I really liked that, that. Darby Allen was who his first match back was. I think that they're. Yeah. I think that I, I think that Darby Allen is very much like if CM Punk and Sting had had a baby. <laughs> um, that's what would have happened, and so it's it's really cool to watch that. Um, and I think they're very like emotional people, and and they are all in. Like they go into a match. 115%, you know? Right. So it was really awesome to watch that. Yeah, I this really. This was my
4: first Darby Allin match that I've actually seen. And I 100% yeah. agree with you. Like, when he first came out, I was like, who, again, who is this little boy? Right. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, watching him wrestle, like, I want to see more of he him. He is like, so good.
1: He is, uh, he is I really think good. So. Like, he, and he's yeah. he's
4: so fast and you can tell like he's, he's actually so putting his weight yes. behind I mean he's he's actually throwing his entire uh weight into people when he when he actually does moves and stuff yes so, um,
1: he is the I, most likely you know. to actually like seriously get injured probably <laughs> entire
4: yeah. Entire. yeah I, I wish he,
1: he obviously does not uh, care maybe, yeah. and just goes all out you know
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I usually like moves that look like they hurt but they don't really right and I don't like moves that don't look like they hurt but they do (laughs) however and that's usually why i don't like lucha moves because they don't look like they hurt but they do right (laughs) Uh, however i think darby allen may be the exception for me he uh he really just seems like he's actually you know um i don't really know how to say it other than being legit with his uh with his moves and stuff so right Uh, yeah
0: well, because in my opinion, because he is so small, is that yes. he's yeah. probably come up through the business with like, look, I'm really small and I'm the exception here, so I have to work harder than everyone else to right. make. Right, and sure. that I got that vibe from his match, um, yeah. and. Also, um, I love that he slips through the ropes all the time. Like, he's yes! so small that he <laughs> yes. just, like, twice <laughs> during the match, he just accidentally went through the middle of the ropes because he's so small. Right. Um, so I love that he's playing on that. Um, yeah. But like James, this was my first Derby Allen match. In the first promo video, I was like, what? Because he, like, basically puts CM Punk in a body bag, lifts him up on a helicopter, and but then he jumps out of the helicopter. Yeah. And I'm like... <laughs> What? like why are you jumping you, you just pulled the what guy up what high school
4: video production is this?
0: yes yeah so i was not a fan of that i was like what is what is even happening but um once they actually got in there yeah i really liked him i like both of them um cm punk and darby allen and then yeah i just feel like he's really got his heart in the match yeah uh, so yeah
3: yeah darby's kind of like known for worked. those like foreign like high school yes. trying to be a foreign film Yes. yes. Yeah. Like yes. that's his. That's his like thing. calling card. Yeah. That's yeah. his
1: whole. That's his whole thing. But I love that, I like that they
4: weren't afraid to um, use rest holds I mean, what would typically be called rest holds uh, in in this match. There was a lot of time that CM Punk just spent with Darby in a headlock. Right. And right. Normally, that you know, to a modern wrestling crowd, you would you would be like, oh, this is boring. But it was literally telling the story. You know. Punk was like, slow down, this is how you wrestle. Right. And, you know, Darby gets out of it, does his normal, you know, uh, full out, all out shtick. But it it, it added to the story and I think it was actually really fantastic.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they might have been playing on it because uh CM Punk hadn't been on the wrestled in seven years, so they were probably like, Oh right, my conditioning. So <laughs> there was probably a little <laughs> bit of that too. That could have been a part of it too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah I really enjoy Darby Allen's done a lot of good stuff he was the TNT champion is that right Yeah, for a while Mm -hmm. Um, and he just he impresses me with his ability to and I don't know his his whole crazy like goth skater thing just makes me so happy because um, unlike Sting like I feel like Darby is legit so like I feel (laughs) like like he earned like i'm like yeah you actually were a you know skater goth punk and uh who just happened to wrestle as opposed to a wrestler who happened to decide to become a god <laughs> um but he uh he's just funny and his his outfits oh i haven't even talked about that I'll go on a on a very slight because I know we're running way over time um, yeah a slight uh, digression which is that one of the things I love about and this is probably true for all wrestling but me personally coming into it just AEW I love the costumes like all of the costumes <laughs> yeah and so Darby with his like um, short shorts and his yeah. tights his underneath tights. ripped up tights underneath. I'm like that is literally what I wore in high school um, and it makes me so happy and, um, just like, I actually do follow, um, the lady who does a lot of the costuming, uh, on Instagram for AEW and just like how much time and detail and care she gives to like rhinestoning, <laughs> all this shit. it just makes me so happy. Um, so I will put that on here as well. Um, S Go Vintage is her. Sandra Gray is the lady who does so much stuff, okay. and she's okay. cool people. So I will link her in our show notes as well.
4: Devin, at some point, I would like to hear your opinion on like how wrestling and burlesque intertwine or are similar or different.
3: Oh, I have I a whole thing. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. I think that would be a really interesting. There was uh, something discussion. we were
3: talking about when we watched it yeah there was i forget who it was i can't remember yeah
1: who uh took off his his uh armbands in like a flourish um was it eddie it may have been eddie no it was somebody i can't remember who it was but somebody took off their armbands in a flourish and i was like um, are you about to strip? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> you're you're coming out in these short, like speedos, and you're you're taking off like pieces of clothes, and you're rhinestoned. Obviously, burlesque is happening. So, yeah, <laughs> there is definitely a lot of overlap. I think between like you know, you were talking about the fact that the wrestling tells a story, you know, and. Mm-hmm a good burlesque number also tells a story. And so in mm-hmm. the costuming is part of that. Like there's, yeah, but that's probably too much to get into in the next, like, you know, three minutes. Yeah. That we have. <laughs> yeah.
4: That, that's probably its own
0: show. <laughs> yeah. Its own yeah. Um, um. I don't know if this is true, but I was just looking up Darby Allen's outfit, and someone says, Lemmy from Motorhead used to rock mini shorts, and it's fairly standard look in Australia. So I wonder if it's like paying homage to that or something. Hmm. Oh, it might be. I mean, I'm sure I didn't come up with it whenever I was wearing it in the 90s. I just was just like, oh, you
1: dressed just like I did whenever I was a kid. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> so. I uh, I love it. Well, and I just posted something, and you can put it in show notes, but... Um, It's a Reddit thread where somebody's like, he needs to, Darby Allen needs to change his gear. He looks like he's wearing short shorts and girl tights. And every one of the comments is like, yeah, and he rocks it. So shut up. (laughs) Right. So what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So you should read this. But anyway.
4: Okay.
1: Sorry.
0: No, that's
4: okay. That's okay.
0: Um,
1: So to quickly go through the rest of these, uh, we already talked about (laughs) the fact that Paul White and QT Marshall was our our restroom break. So yes. So,
0: (laughs) 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 So eh that's fine so, yeah, yes yeah it yeah. didn't last i hate long. though i hate that his name is paul wright because paul white it's just so white yeah it's just so lame like it's just it's not even it's, it's not even a cool name, name. i know <laughs> that's my point it's not a wrestler name you know like john Marksley. or moxley chris jericho you know like those are yeah. like have a cool right and then you got paul wright
4: <laughs> they when he what? was introduced they did say no more BS Paul White. Uh,
0: uh, yes, oh, okay. I see. I see what they're doing there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Bathroom break. He was okay, billed so- as
4: Paul White for a little while in WCW near the end. Yeah. Uh also. Oh.
3: So. He he like walking down the um Aisle ramp. look, yeah, ramp yep. looked real rough. Like he, yeah. his movements reminded me a lot of um, the Great Colie. <gasps> yes, you know, I was thinking the same thing that yeah. that's what he's becoming. Yeah, and so I mean, like, and honestly, I think this is probably one of his last matches, and it was just you know to prove a point or whatever. Um, yeah, and to have a bathroom break. But um, but yeah, <laughs> it was. He was walking down, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is gonna be painful. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. But he mopped the yeah. floor with
1: Q T Marshall, which is fine because yes, he did. Q T Marshall annoys me.
0: <laughs> I don't know who that is because I literally did go to the bathroom. So I literally did not see the match. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a
1: <laughs> little
0: punk and ass. And it was fish. so fast. It was yeah, it was only three minutes, and so yeah. it wasn't even like by the time I got back, it was over. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, okay. And then the main event Kenny Omega uh, and Christian Cage. So, <laughs> um, what I will say about Kenny Omega is that I really, really liked him at the very beginning of AEW um, for probably lots of reasons. I, I just, I liked the way he wrestled, I liked his story, I liked the fact that he kind of had a dark side. Um, and I also like the fact that he shared my, uh, aging bisexual haircut. Um, <laughs> so, like, I really appreciated Kenny Omega. He has become a very huge heel, um, which makes me sad because I don't like the bad guy. I don't like the bad guys. I The heels bother me. Um. So it's like, no, Kenny, what are you doing? Don't be so evil, you know, is my perspective. <laughs> Don't go to the dark Don't side. Don't go to the dark side. Come back to the light side. Um, <laughs> Not that I think he was ever on the light side necessarily, but... um <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Shades of gray. A lot of these characters are in shades of gray, really. But, yeah. mm-hmm. um, But I really like Christian Cage, and I thought it was a good match, so um it doesn't surprise me that Kenny Omega won that's pretty much my uh my sum total to it
3: when Christian came to AEW it was not it it didn't react like I have to some of them um but he was my mom's favorite and so like seeing him wrestle um is really exciting seeing him like get this chance to do this because when he was in WWE, he was a um, he was in a really well-known tag team, like tag team tag group. And so the other part of the tag group kind of got to go on to be, you know get the main title and do all this stuff. And he sort of just fell by the wayside. Right. And then um, I think was injured. Um, And so the fact that he, um, the fact that he is like able to come back and 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 I get to watch him on TV again is really really, it's cool to um to know that like mom would really like that you know
1: yeah yeah yeah,
3: yeah. but the, I mean the match was great. Anything that um, Kenny Omega and Christian Cage do is you know gonna be top notch.
0: Yeah, I agree with the uh, getting to see Christian came come back because um I didn't get to see him when it was like Christian and I don't know if it's Christian and Edge or whatever yeah. but yeah. I didn't really get to see him in that era but when so he kind of wrestled a little bit in wwe when i was watching but he wasn't really anything happening in particular um he was just kind of goofy sideshow kind of guy going on um and so when i saw him here i was like wow like he is in really good shape yeah and for his age and stuff and like I was like it just makes me so happy that he's able to come back and do what he enjoys and what he loves and you know have fun doing it um where it kind of previously had looked like like oh you're too old you're kind of riding off into the sunset and now he's come back and he's like no I'm still here I still got it you know um And then as far as Kenny Omega, so Kenny Omega, I've heard a lot about him. And he has been so hyped up, especially in New Japan wrestling. And um, I've only seen two matches. And so my problem with him right now is just that I haven't seen enough to really say one way or the other. So I'm just kind of like, cool, it's Kenny Omega. But when he walks out, it's like, oh, this is supposed to be the coolest guy ever, you know? And it's right. So I think he has a pretty high... um, expectation that he has to try to meet which has been a little difficult but um i think i'm sure he's good i'm sure it's you know that kind of stuff i just haven't seen enough but but oh my gosh in this match this is the one with the table and then yes. uh, kenny set it up and then yeah but like christian goes on and like to toss you know kenny kenny hits the table with his back and the leg of the table comes through yes and actually punches christian in the side like where his appendix would be yeah and um i was like oh my like the red place that shows up afterwards i was like oh my gosh i hope he is okay yes (laughs) like that looked crazy bad but um but yeah no i thought it was a good match and um yeah i'm just happy to see christian wrestling and in such great shape
4: agreed with everything um as far as the technical uh, aspect of it i thought it was a great match um I don't really identify with either of them uh, yeah. on a personal level because neither of them are great on the mic, so
1: right yeah you
4: know like I'm not like a huge fan of either one of them. But as far as in the ring, I mean they're both as good as you could possibly get. So right the match was um, the match was really good.
1: I always like Kenny's pants, and not just because he always has an Omega sim- <laughs> symbol on his butt. But mostly yeah. because he always has an omega symbol on his butt.
4: <laughs> I just like that all of his moves, uh, all of his signature moves are video game.
1: Yeah, yes, yes, cool. yes. I think that was what drew me to him initially because I was like, "One winged angel." Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that uh, kind of caught me in, and his like his old his like face gear is more video game ish like his pants are more like video game looking and stuff like that and um i don't know but now he's all weird (laughs) and (laughs) healy he's a heel but he still has doing a good job he still has a aging bisexual hair so you know we have that in common (laughs) (laughs) so true (laughs) oh goodness so i guess any closing thoughts because i know we're running way over time Sorry, everybody, but hopefully you're enjoying it.
4: <laughs> yes. I, I was gonna say if if the people that have stuck around are probably wrestling fans, so they probably don't mind a longer show. <laughs> uh, anybody that's not a wrestling fan, it probably turned us off.
1: after <laughs> last week's show. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> fair. They just skipped. We'll come back to next week. Right. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. The only thing we didn't touch on was the, the debuts after the last oh, match. Oh,
1: yeah, Adam that's Paul right.
4: And Brian Danielson
1: probably ought to mention that.
0: Yeah, I'm so excited about Brian Danielson. He was definitely one of my favorites in WWE.
3: Uh I know nothing
0: about Adam Cole, so there's that.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Same. I I, yeah. I didn't watch NXT and that's I think a lot of what he was on. I really literally only know him because he's Britt Baker's boyfriend. <laughs>
4: <laughs> nice to see it go the other way. Yeah. You know, usually, yeah, right? Usually it's like, oh, she's so and so's girlfriend. Yeah. So it's yeah. nice to see the other way uh, yeah. happen yeah. too.
1: Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I didn't know any of these people and I was like, yay, new people. I don't know these
4: people. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Danielson is my boy. Like, I loved him at WWE. I went back and watched a bunch of his uh, Ring of Honor stuff. Uh, his Ring of Honor persona was so his WWE persona was kind of goofy, likable, everyman, vegan. But still, like an incredible wrestler, uh, and was that's he really a vegan? Kind of him. Is that like yeah? He yeah, was no, he literally is like in real life. Oh my god,
0: that's hilarious!
4: Well, yeah. I think
0: he had to start eating some meat because I think he started yeah. developing an allergy to soy. Um, oh no! So he couldn't get his protein in. So yeah. I think he eats like a little bit of fish or something. But yeah, he literally. Can was you imagine
4: a vegan? someone that Vince McMahon hates more <laughs> than a bearded millennial yes. vegan? And he had long,
0: yeah, long hair, short. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny. Um, anyway Perfect.
4: so I like that character a lot he had a incredible run in WWE with a, a bunch of really great stories uh, but then I went back and watched his Ring of Honor run and it's completely different um, he was like this hard hitting uh, super like they had a, a tournament called Best in the World that he ran forever um, he's won the um, Best Wrestler in the World Uh, accolades many many years it's basically at this point it's the brian danielson best restaurant in the world award Um, so he's he is incredible Um, but i think what's cool is i hope that he goes a little bit more toward the ring of honor um danielson where like there was a chant there was a and i can i can put this in um show notes as well and forgive my language but there was a chant where he would come out one to his theme song used to be the final countdown. That was uh. hilarious. But two, uh there was a chant that people loved to do where they would say you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you know if you knew Daniel Bryan in WWE, that would be completely opposite of of this, you know, this old Ring of Honor Daniel Bryan. I hope he goes back that way a little bit more. Um because it it was just Uh, a sight to behold for sure. Gotcha. Um, but I'm very excited about seeing him.
0: Nice. Yeah. He's very good. That's good.
4: And then, um, Adam Cole also very good. I didn't see a lot of his NXT stuff, but I saw a lot of his, um, you know, old school bullet club stuff and, um, very entertaining. So hopefully those two will, will, uh, um, you know, bring a lot to uh, AEW.
0: That'd
1: be cool lisa what has happened to hangman adam page where did he go
3: i don't know um his (laughs) wife was pregnant so i think maybe maybe she had the baby oh so maybe he's on on paternity leave i'm not sure but i i i know she was pregnant um yeah and so that very uh that could be very true. Um, he might also have just taken some time off. I don't know. I know okay. that when COVID first started, he took time off because they were, right. you know, it was only people who felt like they could come safely, right. and he didn't. Um, but I don't know, and I'm very sad that my boyfriend is not there every week. <laughs> <laughs> he is still on the roster, so he's definitely yeah. still yeah. So there. He's just not on my TV every week, and it makes me yes, yes. <laughs> Lisa Lisa may have a little bit
1: of a crush. Oh, a my goodness.
3: It's really funny because my kid was like, wait, is he really your boyfriend? <laughs> no. So you my mom tragic? used to
4: say the exact same thing about Shawn Michaels when I was a kid. Yeah. She used to call him her boyfriend. And I had that exact same thought. I was like, hang on now. Is Shawn Michaels really your boyfriend? Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh,
1: and in talking about, you know, uh, boyfriends and whatever, I always call Aubrey Edwards the uh, the referee my wife. So that's yeah. my uh, <laughs> my big AEW uh, crush.
4: <laughs> that's another thing that they do way better than WWE. I love that they have a female referee that referees just like any, any of the other male yeah, referees. Right. In WWE, you may see a female referee, but only in female matches, which is ridiculous. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, she does an amazing job. I really love watching her work. <laughs> when we were having our little get-together, I was like, I'm sorry. I'm not going to pay attention to what's happening in this match because all I'm going to do is watch <laughs> Aubrey <laughs> Edwards work. <sighs> oh, well. One day, she and I will have beautiful babies together. It'll be great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right.
4: I think we covered absolutely everything we possibly could. Yeah, yeah,
0: excellent. And we're way over time. Way over time. Well, thank you. But that is. Hang
4: okay. on, though. I didn't talk about any of the rubes at the front row. <laughs> what? <So>, Give <laughs> me another, like, 15 minutes. No, no. <laughs> Let's
0: go on our Patreon.
4: <laughs> For our bonus episode. let me on this show. I, I can, I can uh, add to it instead of editing out all the swear words stacy oh by the way stacy swears every other every other word i just have to edit every one of them out.
0: just so that we can get a pg rating that's right, right. yeah it's true <laughs> wait how many of my swear words do you have not ever
4: seen? none of I, I i add in some swear oh, okay that's
1: good that's good I, I
4: have a bank of every swear word that you've ever said and i just throw them in there for the
1: this is why everybody at work looks at me so weird every day (laughs) well thank you all for coming to be a part of this this was a lot of fun so yeah thanks for joining us thanks for having me
4: thanks for having us absolutely
1: we'll do it again sometime yep the next pay-per-view yes sounds like a plan you might
4: want to start a new podcast if that's the case (laughs) listeners uh, probably want something different at this point.
1: That's true. Yes. Ah, uh, whatever. So, our listeners enjoy our uh, you know, variety. Yeah,
0: the variety <laughs> show that is weekly
1: buddy time. variety
4: show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's health and wellness. Yeah. Bob Ross last week, wrestling <laughs> this week, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> we cover it all. We cover it all. Yep. If we That's
1: can. Right.
4: <laughs> if you listen to the show and you're interested in every one of the weekly episodes please send an email yes
1: yeah. I want
4: to be your friend
1: Weekly buddy time at gmail.com <laughs> yes <laughs> alright mm-hmm. well thank you all again and I will talk yep. to you all very soon
4: okay yes.
3: bye bye, bye. <ificant music> a hoots media production